Good morning, everybody. This is Nick Matson with We the People podcast. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We've got Jerry Gayona, a longtime Atascadero native here in the studio with us. Welcome, Jerry. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you. Um, so we're going to talk, uh, as, as we know, the show tagline is Kitchen Table Talk over the grill of cancel culture. Uh, we are going to talk about you know, what it means to be uh, really a human being in the year 2020, which, uh, you know, that's um, that's what I think the whole world is searching for, for meaning and purpose around that concept. So we're going to we're going to open up. We're going to talk about what it means to, to do that in Atascadero, California, in the Central Coast, um, in a place where uh, we have small town, uh, small town values um, dealing with um, how to be. Uh, you know, really just, I think, a good person and somebody who can bring light and life to their community. Uh, that's why we invited you on, Jerry. You're, you're one of those people. Mm. And, and we, you know, I respect you for that. And I, and I think we, um, we grew up together. Yep. Um, and we kind of reunited at the, uh, the rally. Yep. You know, and that's where we got to see each other again and, um, you know, saw each other, you know, few and far between um, before that. So... Uh, let's go into you. Let's give give us some of your background. Um, you know your your history with the Tascadero, and then um, you know to today. Sure. So grew up in Tascadero, born and raised. Um, my grandfather moved here in 1913, I believe. David Callen. Um, that's my, an, that's OG. That's OG. Yeah, one of the original. I don't know that he lived in the tent, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> he was here, but um, then my mom Jan Guyona, she uh, was born and raised here as well they adopted my grandfather adopted her and so the yeah our family's been around here for a long time so yeah all right yeah so then we I moved down to Los Angeles when I was about 11 years old and I'd move back and forth and I eventually came back for good about six or seven years ago I brought my family who lived in Burbank so we brought him back to Tascadero so it's it's uh it's amazing so, to be back here so what brought you back so um you know, we lived in Burbank and had a great community, great, you know, um, just uh, career. Everything was great down there, but um, always loved my hometown of Atascadero, you know. So we'd always come back to visit on vacation. And um, then really, so I, I bought my grandfather's house uh, off of my mom, and we were just going to use it as like our vacation house when we came back. And we started fixing it up, and we're like, what are we doing? Why don't we just move back? You know, we love it so much yeah. here. Uh, so many of our friends from LA would come to visit us, you know, they vacation up here with us. That little getaway. Yeah, getaway. So we just, uh, you know, we just, we, we love it so much. We, we love this town and, um, and uh, it's, it's just in our, in our blood. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a, uh, you know, there is work. There's, there's your Monday through Friday. There's your grind. Um, it, it costs what it costs to live here, yep. but it is a, uh, it's a permanent vacation to those who can adopt. <laughs> it's true. I think it's a men mentality. Yeah. You have to really, uh, really enjoy it. That's kind of, you know, we talked a little bit about colony magazine. That's kind of why I wanted to get that out too to everybody and, and, and get that out to everybody's mailbox because, yep. uh, you, during the time I was on, uh, at the newspaper, uh, as a sports editor, I was on social media a lot and it was a, it was a part of the job because I had to, you know, keep an eye on what was going on, make sure that I was, I was uh, up to speed on every little topic um, that was concerning our local. And I felt like there was way too much negativity about living here. Yeah. Like I, I moved away, you moved away, yeah. you, you, you go and you can experience what life is in different places. And that's, I, I don't know uh, what your 
your initial reaction was when you moved back. But when I moved back in 2006, so I was like, yeah, this is where I want to raise my family. Yeah. You know, there, you, nothing is perfect. No is perfect. But this is where, you know, I, I felt the, the best chance for my children and my family to grow up in a, in a great neighborhood. Um, was that similar? Yeah, it's true. You know, when I moved away, because I moved to uh, L.A. when I was 11, and my mom actually used to send me the newspaper, Tascadero News, so I could right. be connected to what was going on um, here in my hometown. So, um, so yeah, when we moved back, uh, it was I was actually surprised because um, a lot had changed. You know, I felt like um, for the better, um, you know, more restaurants, which were nice. And right, yeah. Different kind of restaurants, and... Um, I think the culture uh, had changed. There was more diversity, even though it's still very uh, minimal, but it's a lot more diversity than when I grew up, you know, here. And um, so I just thought it was great just to see, you know, uh, young families and different families from different places. And so um, let's let's dig into that, yeah. Jerry, because I, I, I've known you yeah. since we played youth soccer. Yeah, you know, I knew you. I knew Desmond. Short shorts, I, high, you know. High soccer, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I knew you by name yeah. and, and Desmond by name. Yeah. Um, and a part of the reason probably was is that, you know, when we're, when we're looking at diversity, we're looking at skin color. Yeah, we're, we're talking about two of the, you know, and you guys were fairly popular, too. I mean, yeah. you, you know, good, nice, you know, and uh, so I was homeschooled. I wasn't even in school so that I knew people through youth sports. Yeah, that's that's how I grew up. And and so I knew you um, and there was very few dark skinned people. And I, and I do want to I want to let's 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 shake it up and break it up. I think <laughs> I think one of the things that I, I was meditating on this morning when I was thinking about, you mm -hmm. know, coming and talking to you is is let's talk and let's awaken the spirit. Yeah. You know, I think there's a there's a dampening of the spirit and, and a fear that people go into. And I think also let's uh, you know, I, I thought you and I, we could probably awaken the spirit let's a little bit <laughs> and 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 uh, and get into it. And and, um, and so the the idea that that skin color um, is is a definitive factor in, in diversity is is true from a from a perspective of a young kid because I grew up not uh, all the people I knew and I was homeschooled so I was very isolated anyways yeah. like I'm, I'm a, the most isolated person in my my family um, my parents adopted also mm -hmm. and you were adopted by your mom right my stepdad yeah You're, you were adopted by your stepdad yeah. that, that's uh, one of the things so my mom is white and my dad is black, you know, so living in Tascadero, and my stepdad's Mexican, so everyone's like, you know, everyone thought my mom, that's, you know, I remember at school, that that's not your mom, she's white, you know, like, no, that she's really my mom, that's yeah. not your mom, you're adopted, I'm like, I'm not adopted, well, actually, I am adopted, but, you know, so it's kind of jumbled, you know, so okay. it's one of the interesting... So so is Jan your real mom? Your real mom. mom. That's right. Excellent. Yeah, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Learn something new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause I know, and because I'm good friends with your your brother yeah, Adrian, Adrian yeah. and Adrian's adopted. Adrian's adopted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So my older brother was also adopted. Mm -hmm. He's a uh, he's of Mexican descent. Like okay. he, his parents were, um, I think they were illegal aliens, and okay. and so he was caught in in a place where maybe he was going back and forth, uh, maybe in a bad situation where my parents adopted him when he was a, a year and a half. Wow. So they adopted him before they had biological children too. That's great. So, so that's kind of the world I grew up in. Yep. And, and I never looked at him as any different. Um, but, but we do have this idea out there that, that there are these differences and, and cultural differences. Um, and I think that's a bridge that we have an opportunity to 
to cross. I think the disruption going on right now is very much around that topic. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to get into it because um, the idea of skin color is really what brought us together right here because yeah. that, that March was about, you know, I think it was a, um, it was a March against police brutality. Um, tell us from your perspective that that particular rally, what was so that? I, I heard about that the night before. And um, so, uh, you know, I was a little hesitant to even get involved, but I just said, it's, this is my town. This is my community. And I wanted to be, a voice, you know, um, I didn't want the conversation to be, you know, steered in a, I, I wanted to be a part of what, you know, the conversation, I guess, guess you can say, um, I didn't want to uh, be disrespectful or um, to the police or I don't want to, I, I wanted to, to be unifying more than anything. So that's kind of why constructive, yeah. be a part of the constructive conversation. Yeah, exactly. of it like, all. You know, the reality is, like I said, I think 1% African American in San Luis Obispo County, you know, so it's a small minority. Um, and I just wanted to be a part of, Hey, let's talk about, you know, some things that we can do to bring people together as opposed to tear people apart. So absolutely. So I brought my family there and, um, yeah, I had mixed emotions and, you know, I spoke there and I prayed there, you know, with everyone. And so, um, I just wanted to be, uh, I don't know, just to have, have some influence and not make it a, a negative thing. So. Absolutely. I, and I think that's what's going to move the move the conversation forward. And, yeah. and what we talked about that day is I didn't want to, you know, the the, the rallies, the marches, the protests, they're 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 kind of a spectrum of yeah. things going on. Um, that particular rally and I, I continue to call it a rally was and um, it was a group of respectful people. Um, they were there for uh, a positive purpose, and you were a part of that. And and the the people who led that and organized that organized it well. Yeah. Connected with the police department, walked up to the police station, had moment of silence up there. You know, marched back and um, and all in. I mean, I, I watched from the the news side of it. You know, we covered it yep. from the news side of it. So I watched people stop at stoplights and wait. And that, and that is, um, that's a testament to character mm -hmm. and that's a, that's a huge deal for me, somebody covering this because, you know, as we discussed before, we want to put out and push a positive narrative because we believe people are naturally, um, sh pushing toward good Yeah. and, and there's, and we deal with all of our nature and, and the things that go along with that. But I believe in, and that prayer, and, you know, I want to go to that real quick is that, that prayer is something that I think is very needed in those environments because when, when we're looking at pushing um, toward better, we have to have a, a kind of a, a platform or a, a frontier mm -hmm. that, that we can be good in, and that prayer connects to that, mm -hmm. right? And, and says, okay, we're, we're working with a higher power yep. that, than us, and, and it connects to a, a lot of, things that people need these days, which is grace and, yeah. and love and mercy. So um, tell us a little bit about that if, if you want to. Yeah, you know, so as far as the prayer. Yeah, the it, prayer yeah. So, and, you know, and, your, like, and, and maybe your, your spiritual you yeah. know, so I'm, background. I'm a, I'm a Christian, trying to be a Christian. You know, became a Christian at 19 years old. And um, I mean, I honestly, for me, the reason why I became a Christian is as I, I kind of saw all the people that I respected, Martin Luther King, Mother Teresa, all these people – um, who were trying to be like Jesus, you know, and um, 
people I was inspired by, I looked at their life and said, what is the thing that they're trying to do? And then I, you know, kind of read who Jesus was. And I really respected, like, man, this guy loved people that no one else loved. You know, he um, just truly, genuinely cared for people. And um, I honestly felt like there's no one else in history who has, uh, who I wanted to be more like than who Jesus was, you know. So um, when we prayed, prayed at the, you know, I didn't know many people from the, I didn't know the organi- organizers. Um, so I didn't know, you know, it was a hundred, couple hundred people there. I don't, I didn't know most of them, and I don't know what they, you know. So I, I said, for, what their I, denomination I, was, I or what their yeah, personal said, you know, feeling as, was. As for me and my house, this is what I want to do. Um, this is my community. This is what I feel like is a huge need. Is yeah, kind of refocusing and um, asking God to bring unity and to bring peace and uh, to bring grace and mercy. You know, I, I, I kind of focusing on that. That's in my opinion, is the solution to really the problem is spending time with people who are different than you and um, and really having a heart to learn. So, Yeah. Well, so, I think being open-minded to yeah. that um, and and being able to well, – we'll, and we'll get into um, a little bit of uh, the the essence of the show mm-hmm. is, is based around the Constitution and some of that constitutional um, foundation that we have as a country really protects – that yeah. that conversation, which which I find very important, um, the the um, well, you, you mentioned uh, MLK mm-hmm. and Martin Luther King, and and I I have so much respect for him. He's one of my heroes. Yeah, um, I would walk to, um, I would walk from my apartment in Las Vegas. I spent a few years in Las Vegas. I worked at a pool company selling pool supplies. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was considered a pool boy. It's, okay. There was three of us, and we were all pool boys. And so I would walk to work. It was about um, two blocks um, down to Rainbow and Char- no, Rainbow and Buffalo. Um, and so I would walk to work, and I would walk with a posse. Mm-hmm. And MLK, I would meditate on this as I walked mm-hmm. to work. I would walk with MLK. Jesus, Gandhi, mm-hmm. um, and, and a number of other people. You can imagine who else is in that crowd. Yeah. I would walk with them to, to work. You know, that's, that's, I just set my mindset to that, wow. that, that I, and, I, and I felt it. And I was like, I'm walking with heroes. Yeah. And, and I'm going to get emotional because I needed that. Yeah. I mean, I needed that heroism yeah. in my life to get through what I was going through. Yeah. So sorry. I'm, no, I, don't be sorry. You know, I, I said, you know, let's awaken the spirit, you yeah. know, so it's, what, what were you going through? I'm curious. Like what at that time, like I think I was still carrying everything from my childhood. Yeah, I was I was still trying to figure out how to survive. Yeah. And um, and I was alone out there and and having to make it. There was a time in my life during that time where I realized I can make it. Like I have everything it takes to make it in this world, and I was kind of um, working through some hard personal things, um, and being on the streets of Las Vegas and knowing I can afford my own place, mm-hmm. I, you know. And so then I just started to put establish what was important to me and a foundation. And and at, once you do that, and you know, nothing can get in my way. I had to, I had to exit people's lives and remove people from my life. Yeah. That, so. Clean it up. <laughs> so, so when I when I carried my posse, I was like, these are the people that matter to me, and they believe in me. Like, mm. so awesome. just just a, just a bit, right? So, um, so I I 
went into studying Martin Luther King and, and, and went into studying these, these other people who did great things. And, and I feel like that's the type of, of hero, right? When I grew up, Michael Jordan was my hero. Mm -hmm. I played basketball, played basketball like Michael Jordan. That's what I wanted to do with my life. You know, it, not everybody gets to do that. You know, so I had to, I had to find out what was next for me and, and go with that. So, you know, then I started studying these great heroes. And, and one of the things is, um, and I actually had it in my notes uh, about the character speech, you know, mm-hmm. the, and that I have a dream speech. Um, I've always carried that in my heart and to, uh, to look at that mm-hmm. from the point of view when he said, uh, you know, that his dream is that his kids will grow up in a world that people are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And, and I feel like that's, we've drifted from that as a, as a nation right Mm -hmm. now. And in particular, and it's, we're, it's the narrative, which I find to be scary is that we should look at color first and then go from there. And I find that to be antithetical Mm -hmm. to something when we're talking about God, we're talking about, being an American, I think it's just, you know, yeah. it, it, it's problematic for me. And I, and that's why I wanted to bring you in. I wanted yeah. to, cause I know your character, you mm-hmm. know, I, and just from knowing you, we, uh, we actually, we, we did, we hung out at, uh, at your house for Adrian's uh, surprise birthday. Right. That's right. So yeah. we, yeah. you know, so, and, and knowing you and, and I think we all have, um, a part to play in, the, in our community and yeah. in, in moving this forward. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what I do want to um, note is, you know, and before we move on from kind of skin color, because mm-hmm. I, I look at it from, a, from my point of view on a sci- scientific level, like that there was a migration of humanity. Mm-hmm. That migration of humanity uh, necessitated genetic mutations. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and like, I look at you like our differences are genetic mutations that made sure that we survived mm-hmm. and we were given that that genetic code and that genetic consistency from, yeah. from God. I don't care what, you know, what anybody wants to, how anybody wants to define it. But I, I teach my kids, um, because they're, they're impressionable mm-hmm. that their skin color is a, is a, a product of melanin. Mm-hmm. And when I asked my six year old, I said, what's the difference between a dark skinned man and a light skinned man or a person? He'll tell you, he'll say, well, the, the dark skinned person has more melanin mm-hmm. and, th- and that's just straight. And yeah. I want him to remember that yeah. because I want him to look at people and, and be able to decide I have to look at this person for their character um, because kids are so impressionable. Yeah. But, but he that's, does, he doesn't have to wear sunscreen, but I do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I mean, there's yeah. you, you do you tan. Yeah. So I tan too, yeah, right? Yeah, so and and as, I lived as far as going to tanning booth, no, no, no. Oh, okay. But like, <laughs> but like the sun, yeah, the mm-hmm. sun tans you, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, some people don't tan. I mean, they're 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 so dark that they don't yeah. tan. That's just science. Or so white that they burn, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they can't go out, <laughs> yeah. right? They they have yeah. to cover themselves with yeah. uh, with zinc, yeah. right, to go outside. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a product of science because yeah. I needed, you know, my my heritage needed to soak up more vitamin D yeah. at some point. So it's. I think there's a lot of that missing culturally, and and I think that um, when it comes to children and education, we're we're missing that. Like, I, we were out riding bikes yesterday, um, and my my six year old, when he turned six, he decided 
I can do it without training wheels. Mm -hmm. He was waiting for that. And he, he caught on pretty quick, which is good. And now he's out there. We're, so we're biking. And there was a woman um, over at, uh, at the school right across the street from our house. Um, there was a woman there with bags and sitting by a lamppost. And my eight-year-old, Merrick, he, he rode up to me and says, hey, dad, look at that homeless woman. And I, and I told him, because we talked about this, say, mm -hmm. Merrick, man, you don't know her story. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a story. Remember that. Yep. And he just goes on and rides his bike. Ten minutes later, a, a Jeep rolls up, opens the doors. The lady gets in the Jeep, right? She's got her duffel bag. She gets in the Jeep. I said, look, Merrick, you don't know that person's story. So I think there's an education that is lacking and, and we try to decide and, and define the group people. Yeah. I, I just, what, what's your take on that as you, you're raising your kids? Yeah. So like I said, uh, I think uh, when we moved, so we lived in Burbank and it's just multicultural. We're part of a church that was really evenly distributed. You have every kind of race. So yeah. I really did not even talk to my kids about race um, until we moved back to Atascadero. Um, and as I, I was actually surprised, um, you know, just, it was just, you know, I was kind of shocked actually when I moved back, kind of the, some of the incidents that happened with my kids and, um, you know, so, so it's, um, it's, it's a reminder. So, so when you are a minority, um, you are very aware and you're very sensitive that you are a minority. It's not something that you get used to. Like I've never, when I'm in a Tascadero, I feel different than when I'm in Los Angeles or you know, it's just, I feel it like every single day, you know, um, I'm aware of it. You know, I had a friend, um, Brad Lomax from Texas, and he went to one of our friends, uh, dad who was black and his all black funeral. And he was there for three hours and he was one of the only white people there. And he says, I just, I, he says every second I feel different. And I just, I'm, a, you know, just kind of out of sorts, you know, and I said, that's how, you know, a lot of people who are minorities feel, not everyone, but, um, that's how that's how you feel. It's just you are a minority, you know. And um, so, teaching my kids, you know, as far as talking to them, these, there's so many opportunities um, to be able to teach them. Um, we just had a situation last week where one of my son's oldest son's friends in a video, you know, I mean, you can't make a mistake these days. There's videos, so yeah. He, he said the the N. We grew up in a very different yeah, time yeah. in that. He said. He said the N-word, and he's like, you know what? It's just a word, and you know I can say whatever I want. I'm not saying it to anybody. you know. Anyways, so it kind of went viral for a Tascadero. Um, but his mom found it, you know, saw it. So she, she came over with him, which I really appreciated. I, you know, my, my kids have been called the N-word uh, so many times, and very um, I can think of two times where the parent actually engaged. You know. So this was one of the ones. She said, you know, she came over, and she said um, she was so embarrassed, and she said that um, I've never – I'm embarrassed to say that I've never talked to my kids about race. I just, you know, and, um, you know, he apologized. And, and I just said, listen, I said, hey, I'm so glad you guys are here in our house. So glad, you know, I just, first, I want to start off by saying my sons, your mom, I, we've all said some very bad things and they just, they're just not on video. You know, I said, so uh, I want you to know that you're not alone in making a mistake by what you said, you know, um, and I said, and then I want to share that, um, I said, let me share, share, share with you um, why that word is, is hurtful, you know, and so kind of give him a little history and kind of put him, you know, um, in my shoes, if you want to say, um, even though he didn't say it towards me or even, you know, it was just kind of a general, you know. So I said, listen, I know the culture. I know the rap music. I know that, you know, it's confusing when all these people are saying it, you know, but I said, you know, I know what you see on TV or rap music. 
I said, but me and my black friends, we don't, we don't talk that way. We don't call each other that, you know. Um, um, Which is, I, I just saw, I don't know if you saw Charles Barkley. Uh-uh. So it was two days ago. Okay. And, and he said, he does say it. Okay, yeah. He says it. He says it to his friends. He yeah. says, he said, oh, you know, to quote him, uh, paraphrase pretty, pretty well. He says it to his white friends. He yeah. says it to his black friends. Sure. He says it. He's unapologetic. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. so it Charles is. Darkly's yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. and he says it like it is. And he's, yeah. he's, um, and, and for himself, right. Yeah. He, he tells it and he's, yeah. he's, he was unabashed about it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so every, everyone's different. Everyone has yeah. a different take. It's really tricky when you live, when you are a minority in say, you know, Tascadero, um, where it's really, um, it's really, uh, it, it psychologically can really, you know, kind of give you a sense of, um, make you feel like you're not good enough to be with everyone else, you know? So it's yeah. kind of, it's degrading, you know? Yeah. So that's just me personally. Everyone has their different things, but I don't let my kids say it. Like I said, my friends don't say it. Um, so yeah, every, everyone's different, but I just, I just, you know, I was grateful for this mom bringing her son over to engage the situation and to really talk about, Hey, this is, this is not okay. You know? Um, but, but you're not a bad person. You're not, you know, like it's a, it's a learning opportunity. So, yeah. yeah. And I, and I think, um, well, I was watching a, a video of, a um, somebody I'm connected to on social media and, uh, he was very, he's very outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, so, so back to you, like mm-hmm. my, my, me and my kids, we, and, and my family, we don't say black or white. We don't mm-hmm. call people black or white. Because that's a culture. It really mm-hmm. is a cultural thing. Yeah. Like if we put our, our arms together yep. am I, am I, and I tell my kids, like, what color is your skin? And, and they say, well, it's kind of a light brown, yeah. tannish color. I don't know. Yep. But, but I let them know it's not white. Yeah. Right. You, and you're not part of a white culture. Yeah. And I want to. And I think that's important for me to instill in them so that they don't have that and they don't carry it with them. Yeah. Because I feel like appreciating that in the future is where I hope we all get to. Because yeah. when it comes to culture, um, if we're going to as- associate things like that, then NWA is a part of a black culture. Yeah. And, that, and that doesn't really reflect on a lot of the people I know who yeah. have darker skin. Yep. That's not who they are. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's very, I think it's very inappropriate to, to teach kids. And that's kind of where I'm, I can only handle my own. Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. And I've got to do that for myself. And it's hard enough to handle our own, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our kids, like, man. And so, them, yeah. yeah, so I try to separate them and let them know, like, everybody in the world's going to do something a little bit different. Yep. It, doesn't, it doesn't make it good and yep. it doesn't make it bad. You have to choose what you are going to do with your life. And so from every aspect of their life, I tell them, you're going to hear things out there in the world. You're going to have to make a decision. Yep. And you're going you're gonna to be, you're going to have to own up to that decision when you make it. Um, so, so the, uh, the idea, well, back to my friend on, on social media, a uh, very outspoken, mm-hmm. um, he, um, and very combative mm-hmm. and, and he's, he just, so he does a lot of, of back and forth. Well, a, a friend, uh, and it's somebody who, you know, thought, you know, I want to reach out to this, this person, um, reached out to him, had a conversation with him about the difference between impact and intent. Mm-hmm. And when we intend something and, 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 we we have all good intentions you know there's an impact that we need to be aware of and i think that's kind of what you're what you know that story about that kid who said that yeah. his intent wasn't a certain way yeah but it, we have to be aware of our impact on yeah. people and and knowing what's what does this mean in yeah. the bigger picture and what does this mean to this person and um and 
I just remember as a kid, you know, people used to like be okay, being all the only black guy there, and then they used to say like kind of like to get a reaction, like oh I gotta you know like let me call you this or let me you know and like there's you know ten kids around, I'm the only one, and you know be, I remember being it's a, like on the play on the playground style, yeah, or like, even yeah. in like more junior high, high school, I mean, yeah, elementary stuff, yes, you know, but um, like schoolyard type of yeah, behavior. exactly. But then, but then be even being in history class, I remember you know um, they're talking you know. And, in history class at the high school, someone said, yeah, black people are idiots, you know, and the teacher didn't do anything. And, you know, we we're talking about, you know, um, I think Martin Luther King at Malcolm X. And, you know, they're just like, these people are idiots, you know. And, and it was just like, you know, it was when you are, you know, when you like I said, when you're in a minority and you got kind of, a, you know, it just it it makes things very awkward, you know, and um, you can't fight every battle. And I always said something, but it's just more. You know, it's an education thing, too, because it's, um, you know, if they look at the, at the scope of what they're talking about, um, it, um, you know, there's a history to eat those people that are calling idiots, right? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we're all idiots, honestly, I think. Well, I th I, yeah. I mean, we're, <laughs> like, if, if we're going to be yeah. humble and, yeah. and honest about it, I mean, we're, we're, we're yeah. you know, 20 years down the road yeah. because of how fast they're you know things are progressing 20 years down the road yeah. we're all a bunch of idiots yeah it's true right and and, and so we have to accept that like yeah. and i think that's that's a part of you know what we're learning today is and and what i hope we can overcome and avoid is the fact that if you did something 20 years ago and and that was a you know today it's not yeah. even close to being okay yeah like Let's have some forgiveness and understanding. Let's like like you did with uh, with our friend Greg Baxter, yeah. right? And I, and I call him our friend because he's a member of Atascadero. Yeah. And, and if we can appreciate people as friends, even yeah. though I don't know Greg, yeah, yeah, that that you know we can bring them into our our circle and say, hey, yeah. let's have a conversation. And and you did something that you're not proud of. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. let's own up to it. Let's have some atonement for it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then move on. It's it's interesting because you I have friends um, who have all kinds of different uh you know beliefs on different issues and we're great friends and we laugh about it and you know very opposing ideas um i remember my grandfather like i said he was you know he was racist you know he was he did not like black people you know and so when my mom married my dad who's black in 1976 or whatever you know he you know did not like it but um but I lived with him and i grew up with him i lived with him you know in his house and he loved me you know he, he didn't love black people um, but he loved me, you know, um, and so I, I feel like he, people can have these strong views, but you can still, you know, have a relationship with them and a good relationship at that, you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be so, you know, black and white per se, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah. If it's, you know, if it's not conflict driven, yeah. if you're, if you're solution oriented yeah. and, and, you know, back to you coming out that day, um, to, to speak and to pray at the rally, yeah. being solution oriented, knowing. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna walk in this um, difficult situation, yeah. and we're gonna do it with uh, with a sense of of productivity and yeah. power to to a purpose. It's it's a big difference than yeah. going into it saying there's a there's a bad guy, yeah. and I need to attack yeah. the bad guy. And it's true, you know. It's, it's funny, even going down there. There's so many feelings being there, being a part of it. Really, not knowing many people there, and kind of things that people are chanting, not really agreeing with. And it reminded me, I'm like, it takes a lot of courage to go be a part of something, you know, and um, for the, this is a very small community, you know, and with very strong opinions, you know. Um, so 
you know, it, it, uh, it took a lot of courage, you know, everyone going there to be able to go and try to work towards something, you know, because you don't want to be, um, sometimes I don't care, you know, but sometimes it's like I don't want to be, it, to be misinterpreted what I'm doing or what I'm standing for or, you know, but there's definitely, you know, experiences that I think that, you know, need to be talked about. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's the danger that we face right now is is taking a stand and then being marginalized yep. for that stand. Yep. Um, it's it's a very dangerous thing, and I think going back to uh, I mentioned the Constitution, going back to the the first and second amendment. I mean, the first amendment um, is, and when you put it in context, these people just or <clears throat> were dealing with um, a tyrannical what they felt was a tyrannical um, government. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing they put down after saying, this is the kind of government we're going to have, <clears throat> excuse me. And the, um, one of the first tenets of our, our new government is going to be, you know, that the freedom of speech shall not be infringed, mm -hmm. that, um, there, that there will be no law respecting religion, which means, you know, stay out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so those two things mean to me, they convey you're you're free to say what you need to say yeah and you're free to believe what you need to believe yep. and those two things are so powerful in in this um that i think we just need to look at at what the solution is and, and where we're going and and so um if we can real um real fast i did want to know what what your feeling um and perception um or belief of being an american means to you i don't know i don't know mm -hmm. anything about your politics yeah, i don't know yeah. anything about your background but just yeah. that statement right there what does it mean to be an american well i don't know anything about my politics either so <laughs> 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 no to be an american I, I feel like it's um i definitely feel like it's a privilege you know i feel like it is you know um do i feel you know i remember as a it's hard because i don't as far as can't say that uh, I feel like I'm so pro-America as far as like identify do, do I de identify as American or you know which sounds kind of weird right but I remember as a kid not wanting to be forced to say the Pledge of Allegiance you know it just drove me crazy you know yeah like, I was rebellious like don't tell me like I don't I had my phase of that yeah yeah and, so, and not like, even like a long time ago I understand completely what you're talking about but don't tell me I have to do this you know so it's compelling speech, yeah. right? You're, and and <laughs> yeah. so that goes back to the yeah. First Amendment. Like, don't That's compel right. my speech. Yeah, don't tell me. Yeah. To, to tell what tell to... me it's an option and see if I care. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Give me the, you know, you can if you want. I remember there was yeah. a kid who was Jehovah's Witness, and he was the only kid that didn't, you know, in the classroom that didn't do the Pledge of Allegiance. So I'm like, I was Jehovah's Witness, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, he's do, not doing it. I'm not doing it either, you know, just yeah. to be rebel. I'm talking second, third grade, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um, I feel like it's an opportunity. It is um, the the freedom that I've been to different you know places in the world, third world country, second world country. You know, um, the freedoms that we have, the opportunities that we have, the protection that we have. Um, I honestly feel like it's um, it's really an amazing um, opportunity to be an American. Honestly, so um, I wouldn't want to raise my kids anywhere else, really. You know, yeah. but at the same time. I feel like, you know, when I go to these other countries, you know, and I see there's a peace and, you know, they don't have um, a lot of money or career or education, you know, there there's a peace about them 
and a contentment that I do not have never experienced here in America, you know. So, um, but I, you know, it, it's uh, all the politics of it. I think are crazy. I I love listening to politics every day, both sides. I just enjoy kind of see, you know. Uh, I think most of it's crazy, um, but to be an American, um, I feel like it's. An op- I feel like it's an opportunity and an opportunity to do good, you know, for other people in the world, you know, so, yeah, I, I agree I with a I lot of, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, so. I, I think, I mean, it gives a frame of reference. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the point. Maybe that's the point of America. Yeah, it's like yeah. a frame of reference, yeah. but then go make it yeah. what, what it is that you believe is yeah. the best for you and your family. And, yeah. and I think um, that one of the things that, that I've struggled with guys, I'm, I'm not about being compelled to speech. I'm not mm-hmm. about being compelled to patriotism. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me I have to yeah. be patriot. Yep. Show me why. Yeah. You know, give, and show me this is this yeah. is what it is and this is what it isn't. What do you yes. want to do? Yep. Um, and I'm, I'm all about that. And, yeah. I, and I think that's a very, um, a very positive way. And that's what I give. Like I told you, I give my kids. So there's yep. a lot of different options out there. You're yep. going to make your choice. Yep. Um, I do believe in the gra- like gratitude for people who serve people who, you know, on many fronts yeah. to make and to put in, um, to this country. So I, I believe in gratitude and honoring people and respecting people for the hard work that they've done for generations. For sure. Yeah. Well, my, my great grandfather was a, um, an immigrant. Mm-hmm. So he moved over here in 1856, moved over to Minnesota and, Five years later, the country erupted in a civil war. Mm-hmm. So he was, um, he fought with the Union. Maybe that was a geographical, mm-hmm. I don't know his philosophy, I don't know his politics. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just a geographical situation, maybe it was. But he fought in the Battle of Bull Run and in the, in the Battle of Gettysburg mm-hmm. and fought to end slavery. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there was, every battle is it was for a reason. And, and that, that's why, like, when it comes to compelling me to be a patriot, I had, I struggled because one of the early introductions I had as a, as a, a young man growing up, um, I was in my early twenties during the Bush administration, mm-hmm. the, the, the George W. Bush. And I didn't agree with the, the Bush Cheney approach to the mm-hmm. world. I, I, it turned me off. Mm-hmm. And so then I have to, and, and I, I saw things that were happening overseas that I was like, that's not right to do to them. And, and you're representing me with your, with our flag on your shoulder. So I had, mm-hmm. I had this big conflict. Um, and I resolved it personally by realizing that the flag and the pledge of allegiance to the flag and, and everything it represents isn't what we are. Mm-hmm. It's what we could be. Mm-hmm. And what we do really, I think, right? Like in a sense of like, I don't care what you say, but tell me what, show me what you do. Like, I want to teach my, ask my kids, what did, what good did you do today? Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, so tell me what good you did today, you know, for those around you, like, you know, what, right. With this opportunity to live in America, the freedom, the, um, you know, like what, what, you know, I said, I'm going to show my respect for America by how I live and how I treat those around me, you know? So yeah, necessarily to a political party, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an honoring, thing you know to um respect those who have you know gone before us to do you know it it. provided us this opportunity we stand on the shoulders of giants they say you know and and we and to respect that no i have an opportunity to improve the world around us so what 
what on a uh, what can we do just because we obviously we've we've expressed our 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 great intent mm-hmm. as human beings mm-hmm. and we've and our our unlimited capacity for for being great people mm-hmm. um what you know in seriousness what can we do every day to to make a tascadero to make the north county to make this area better what can we do i think um honestly i i feel like the more we can spend time with people who are different from us you know from an economical point you know like you know from a race point from you know just just i think the more your fam like the more my family can um spend time with people who are poor who are rich who are you know all, all the in between um the more they can understand different people so I, I, that's one of the biggest things in a task i feel like it's so everyone kind of hangs out with people who are like them and um you and know, i guess so and in, when in, you talk about yeah. being a minority yeah, yeah. i mean when you talk about people like them yeah. if you can be a, a minority because of a single opinion yeah right absolutely and and you can feel because when when you get a, a group of people who are like people who think this are stupid and then yeah. all of a sudden you realize well i think that yeah and then it may go into skin color yeah. then you feel like you're painted yeah. now differently yeah. than all the other people yeah. in the room yeah and that's uh and i think that you know to that so point it's, it's so funny because i think a so, lot of people speak to me they assume that I am affiliated with a certain party or I have a certain outlook and I don't like a lot of things I, I agree with the other side on both sides, you know? So it's like, like we were talking like, don't fence me and I'm, I'm not, you know, I am yeah. who I am and I believe some of what you believe and I don't believe with some of what you believe, you know? So, yeah, I think uh, when going back to the constitution, when they say we, the people, mm-hmm. it's a capital P yeah. and it means, and, and it, it did, we know that it was written by a certain demographic of people for a certain demographic yeah. of people, but they wrote it in a way that it, you know, the, it wasn't until they started getting into sessions when they, they entered in skin color into the conversation, the original constitution. I, I believe that those people who wrote it mm-hmm. knew they were writing it for a future generation. And they said, we have a lot of problems. We're going to write this and we're going to exclude everything that needs to be excluded so that the future generations can take this document and apply it to their lives and make sure that it has that openness mm-hmm. and and out out of that you you have freedom of speech you have freedom of, of a bunch of freedom so you yeah. have freedom to segregate yeah. right into a political party if you yeah. want to and you have you have all that freedom but is it is it good for you is it good for me is it good for america or or should we have a you know let's let's open the fences here politically and start to think about what we need to do as a country to to cross those barriers and and make those uh make those relationships that can improve us and and i feel like you can only do that on the the local level yeah you know you because because anything else becomes like we talked about a mandate yeah you can't mandate good sense no. you can't <laughs> mandate uh a, a, a good human yeah you have to you have to grow them through i think conversations like this i hope we can do this again absolutely i think this is going to be I, I just really appreciate the the candid and open conversation um i now i forget her last name but uh, penny um, is a um, is the owner of a Hush Harbor. Okay. Um, and she she has dark skin. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't I don't categorize people in black and white. She but has extra melanin. Yeah, she's got extra <laughs> melanin, right? And and uh, and and she's a wonderful person. Her her and her husband and her family are wonderful people. Um, they deal with the same stuff that that you've talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, the the feeling like like you know segregation or or, or being a minority. 
she said the the most astounding thing during one of the you know we had a, a bunch of uh, gatherings for the Chamber of Commerce about diversity and the Diversity Council, and, and they're really great. But she said the most important thing, and she was a, uh, an audience member and listening to a panel of, of people speaking, that she said, you know, what we need to do is we need to have you over to my house. Yeah. I mean, and, and that was the only thing I took out. I said, if, if everyone in this room did that, yes. that's I, the answer. I agree. Completely. Come over to my house. Yep. Let me into your house. Yes. Let's do that, yep. and let's start to break down the 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 walls, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so on that, so I'm, I'm going to um, invite her on too to to Great. speak to that because I think it was powerful. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the things that everybody in the room could say, "Oh yeah, that would be great," and yep. then go about their business and never do. Yeah, that is yeah. Like I, I'm done with the talk. I'm like that for me. That is exactly where I'm at. Like, let me have you in my house. Let me come in your house and. That's really the only way I believe um, spending time with people who are different than you. Um, yeah. And being and being um, open minded to uh, like one, I want to teach, but also I want to learn, you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to just it's not a one side relationship like you're coming over to my house to learn, you know, the right way. You know, it's like, let me see. What do you do? And let, you know, so that's a big, big deal. Being open to learn and. Uh, and also open to share what you've learned, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think if we all do that. We can, we can improve the, our neighbor, improve yep. ourselves, um, and then improve. And then outwardly, I think yeah. I, that would be an outward improvement. Um, Jerry, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, we'll do that. We'll, we'll make sure that that happens too. Let's get together. With, a, I know we're both you, busy. Are you inviting me over for dinner? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> and and uh, we'll have you over to our house, and, and you got to have us over to your. We we've been to your house, but we've never been inside. We were okay. out in the in the yard the playing, yeah, <laughs> playing. Other house, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, is that a different house? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we were we were over by the the ri the one next to the riverbed. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Where, yeah well, we'll we'll get together. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, right. Thanks again. Thanks for being a, a good human being, and and thanks for coming on. Um, and uh, thank you all for watching the show, for listening online. Um, we look forward to another podcast. We do these daily. Um, you can find it at uh, wethepeoplecast.com or on anchor.fm. Um, so far, this is our third show, and I think uh, the first two shows were, were a good little intro, but this is kind of where we want to be in the conversation. We want to we be raw and real and, and honest and, and fearless. I think, I think you have to be a little bit fearless these days to be honest. Yeah, so thank true. you, Jerry. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Have a great one, and we'll see you guys all soon.